Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is Sunday. That's right. Another episode of World Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Isaac. That's right. I have returned. My laptop was out for a couple of, uh, for about a week. Got it fixed. Now I'm officially back. Back with my great friend, my co-host, Rayshon, a.k.a. RJD. Yes, sir. What's up? We back. Yes, that's right. We are back officially, officially back <laughs> to bring to you another portion of AEW news. That's right. AEW. This is anything and everything that's AEW related. And the first thing I want to get into is AEW full gear. Yeah, I'm, let, I'm letting you go. Uh, you've been out a week. Go ahead. Baby. I'm letting you go. <laughs> go. AEW full gear was definitely not the greatest, but it is definitely a good show. It was decent. It kept me glued to the TV throughout the entire pay-per-view. And the one match that I have to give hands, that I have to bow down to and give applause to is the John Moxley versus Kenny Omega in an unsanctioned match. Oh my God. That match was brutal. It was crazy. These guys were going at it like they wanted to kill each other. And for the simple fact that John Moxley walked out unscathed through it all, that tells me that John Moxley is the greatest hardcore wrestler <laughs> I have ever seen. In a long time, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, the f- is that dinging in my ear? Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, not gonna, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm like, who got a text message? I'm not gonna lie. That match was insane. Uh, a lot of people gave that match a lot of flack. Gave that match a lot of uh, disapproval because of the stunts that were pulled. And the things that were the bells and whistles and the tricks that were brought out. And, oh, my God, there's glass. There's glass on the floor. Don't do it. Shut up, man. I don't even want to hear that. All those people who complain and bitch their own about the glass and the mousetraps and the barbed wire. It's a goddamn unsanctioned match. What do you think they were going to do? Like, they just... They just kept upping the ante. And that that might become problematic later. Because if another hardcore match will never, not never, but won't be able to live up to that because they set the bar so high. But as far as workload, man, please, that match was phenomenal. Everybody was glued to the TV. Everybody was like, oh, ooh, shit. I mean, isn't that what you want in a wrestling match, in a hardcore match? They could have went out there and had a good, very good, great wrestling match. Kenny Omega don't need to do all this barbed wire shit. He's already a star. John Moxley doesn't need to do all this barbed wire shit. He's already a star. But they said, listen, we're going to give the fans something crazy. We're going to give the fans what they want. And here it is. Take it or leave it. I got no problem with this. This was absolutely crazy. This show was an okay show until the last two main events. Then it became a great show. The last two main events definitely saved this pay-per-view. So that was pretty dope. 
Another thing about Full Gear is the freaking um the Cody match. I can't lie. Cody is just first of all, he got killed the hard way, taking a damn face plant in the damn ramp. <laughs> and I'm not sure that wasn't planned. But he took T D T got cut up the hard way. And after that, the match just turned up another notch. Chris Jericho, Cody, you know, the type of matches that Cody has, he's like real old school with his matches. They're not like overly fast paced, but they always tell a great story. And Chris Jericho, even at this age, can still go, can still tell a great story. He's not going to be doing the flippity flip shit he used to do, but he doesn't need to do that stuff. And that's why he right now is probably top three like champions in any promotion right now, just because of the mic work and what he can do in the ring, even though it's somewhat limited from the Chris Jericho we used to know, he's still a savage in that ring. And the fact that Cody got cut the hard way, we all wanted the heel turn. We all knew it was coming from day one. We knew he was going to turn on Cody and MJF turns on Cody after the match. Setting up their feud now. Those two main events definitely made this show, for me, uh, a great show. An eight, I guess eight, between eight and eight point five for me. So full gear was dope, man. Uh, atmosphere was dope. Uh, the bubbly, the bubbly kept coming, and it was it was good, man. It was great. It was it, a good it night out. It 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 definitely was. The only thing. And I'm pretty sh- much uh, pretty sure that you could agree to this. Is the women's matches? The women's oh, matches definitely yeah, need some going work. On? Jesus, um, I'm just sitting there and I'm, I'm looking at uh, the pre-show, which was uh, Britt Baker versus uh, Bea Priestley, and just sitting there and I'm like, they could do so much better. And yeah, I agree, man. Come on, man. We we gotta do better. And, and even the Reho matches, like they turned it up the last three minutes of the match, yeah, then they got yeah. hyped. You know what I'm yeah. saying, but they can't. Rick, that that first match was oh, sloppy. Yeah, like the the way I see that they should have done it in in both women matches, or in any any and every match. Get the crowd hyped in the beginning, let it die down a little bit, and then get them hyped again. You know, like go back and forth with it, because uh, then 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 they'll start to really get invested. They won't start off being bored as to what they're watching, and then you know what I'm saying, like in the like that 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 crowd died down. That could give you guys your few minutes of you know catching your breath, getting energized again. You know what I'm saying, get your uh, charisma back or whatever, and then go at it for like the next three minutes, and then pin one, two, three, and then that's it. The match is over. But you know, overall, it was a good show. Um, congratulations on Rio's defense again. And, uh, you know, I really do hope that they eventually fix on the uh, whole women's matches. I mean, the, the division is good. And I, know, I can but see they're not them, putting on the best matches. That's the problem. We know yeah, they could, that's, they that's, that's the only problem is that they're not putting on the best matches. And I feel like they need somebody. They need someone like an old school. Tell them, oh, you know, go out and do this, go out and do that. Uh, try not to do this. Try not to do that. You know what I'm saying? Get This is how you get the crowd hype. This is how you let them die down a little bit and then get them back. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
they need somebody there to guide them in in that women's division. Um, and I hope eventually they'll find it. You know what I'm saying? It can't because it can't be Brandy Rhodes. It's, I know Brandy Rhodes is trying to build the women's division, but she doesn't have that many years under her belt to really help out anybody. She's not a vet yet, but she she but you know, Awesome Khan is there. You know what I'm saying? And I feel yeah. like Awesome Khan should should help these these ladies out in how I'm, to, I'm to sure work these is. matches. I don't know what it is though. Like that's the weakest part of AEW is the women's division. Nobody would ever deny that. But I don't know what it is about the women's division that sometimes they just don't they don't go off. Like sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but they don't go off. And I don't know why. They got a shitload of talent. Like Shauna, that girl is good. The the other chick with the kendo stick, what's her name? I forgot her name. But she's good. They got uh, Britt Baker's good. She was sloppy this weekend, but she's good. You've got awesome Kong, a veteran. And, you know, she she even said on an interview with Chris Jericho, she's trying to take more of a backstage role. She's trying to be more, you know, be more easy and laid back so that everybody else can get a chance to shine. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what's up with the women's division. They, I think they need like a Tennille Dashwood. Uh, mm-hmm. Tessa Blanchard. Mm-hmm. They need somebody big like that. They need like yeah, like I don't like those those girls with names and star power that go over there. They need like two or three of those, and then they could start building up the no name talent, and then have a couple of talent that everybody knows about. So I think once they do that, they'll be better off. Personally, yeah, I I think so too. All right, let's uh since since you was on the subject earlier before we got into the whole women's division, since you was on the subject earlier about MGF's heel turn, uh this Wednesday, this past Wednesday at AEW Dynamite, uh Chris Jericho comes down to the ring, you know, starts off the promo and then gets interrupted by MGF. This had to be the most funniest promo I've ever seen. <laughs> In my entire, like in a very long time, because I haven't seen anything that funny with Chris Jericho since him in The Rock. You know what I'm saying? And oh, no, there's those two used to go at it too. Oh hell yeah, bro! Like they what? It was it was watching them was like it was like watching a live thesaurus dictionary debate <laughs> or something like because this shit was just hilarious. But um, yeah, they this. This had me entertained. I was cracking up because the uh, matter of fact, the other time that I seen something this funny was on Impact with Jay Lethal and Ric Flair had the woo off. Now, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like watching these two go at it, I was just like, "Wow, this shit was funny." But I think uh, I think MJF did join. The inner circle, along with uh, his, he did not join the inner circle, bro. I, 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 no, I don't know. No. I, from what I'm hearing, he did join the he inner did circle. Not join the inner circle, bro. That's what I'm hearing that he no. did. I think what, everybody. I think. I think the reason why everybody thinks he joined is because at the end they hugged it off. You know what I'm saying? Like they laughed, they hugged. Yeah, and, that's, just, that's just heel shit, though. That's not him joining. They just we'll, we'll, that's two heels we'll, hugging. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, but we'll see what happens um, on Wednesday. On Wednesday, but we do see that uh, 
we got a debut wrestler. I think his name is Wardlow. Wardlow, yeah. They've been throwing packages up for him. Is of him. Yeah, we saw a couple of packages for him. Uh, since what? Think, since All Out, right? Yeah, since All Out. And then he had another one, I think, on the second episode of Dynamite. And we haven't heard from him since. But now he's debuted. And I think Wardlow is the muscle of MJF. So, you know, Jericho has uh, Jake Hager. MJF has Wardlow. I hope he's a good wrestler. Yeah. A good, a good big man wrestler. Like, yeah. Luchasaurus is a good big man wrestler. I hope he's a good big man wrestler. Because yeah, if not, I, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, it, it is. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, because speaking of big guys, like, there was a lot of people on social media talking about how AEW needs, uh, you know, big guy wrestlers. And I'm sitting there, it's like, but y'all just got one. Or was I not paying attention to AEW Dynamite on Wednesday? <laughs> like, you, we, we, AEW officially just got their big guy signing, all right? Wardlow. I don't know how he is performance-wise. We're about to see as, you know, time goes on. But he is a big guy now, and if they do, oh my God, I would so love to see um, Killer Cross and Brian Cage signed to AEW. Are their contracts up? Um, Killer Cross actually left Impact. Uh, I don't think he's working for them anymore. Is he so, on these right now? I think so. And I, I don't know, I, like I've heard rumors that he signed to, uh, I think it was to AAA, but I don't, I don't know how true that is. But uh, yeah, but I, if he's if he's still, you know, not under any contract, if he's not any under any under any contract, then um, yeah, he'd be perfect for AEW because that dude, bro, oh my, I've seen his performance, I've seen him on the mic, bro. He got that it factor for a big guy, bro. Yeah, I've heard of him and Brian Cage. Uh, I definitely... A uh, quick question. Was Brian Cage in the biggest battle royal in All In? He probably was. I think I'm I remember not sure. him I don't, the, I don't remember. from the over-the-budget battle royal. I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, please correct me, but I, I believe I've seen him in, in the battle royal. But both of those guys are savages. I've seen them. I mean that in the utmost good way. <laughs> But I definitely, like AEW right now, they could definitely use another couple of guys like that and a mid-card title for a lot of those guys to fight for, you know. And, you know, they have a two-hour show, but it'll be good to have, like, a guy like Brian Cage or Killer Cross because then you could put space in between the other guys and we don't have to see them every week and we don't have to get, um, what's the one I'm looking for? We don't have to, they don't have to get overexposed, you know, yeah. like a Omega, excuse me, or Moxley or somebody like that. You know, we don't see them every week. We don't see the Young Bucks every week. We don't, we may see them at AEW Dark, but on TV, we don't see them every week. We don't see Private Party every week, you know, and I think that's great. We may see Jericho every week. He's the champion, obviously, but it may be, uh, we didn't even see Omega every week. I think he's missed a couple of Dynamite shows. Because he was on AEW Dark. And I love that aspect. Because NXT used to be the same way before they went live. You don't want to overexpose your people. It makes us miss them when they're not there. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? When they're not there, we're like, damn, we want to see them next week. But with the other guys, they still have a good show. So you add in a couple more guys, and then you can spread that roster out a little bit more, you know? And that's great. But I do think, uh, going back to Brian Cage and Kill Cross, I do think they'll fit right in. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, if, you know, if those two were to sign to AEW, they they would, I feel, well, Brian Cage, because he's huge, bro. Like, that dude is stacked. Muscles on top of muscles, bro. Like, Yo, I know. I've I seen him in an interview. He's, he's fucking huge, bro. He's, he, he, bro, he is huge. And for that, yo, <laughs> I would definitely love to see him on, on AEW. And if he goes to AEW, bro, I'm I'm a, I'm probably fucking marked the fuck out pretty much. There's no doubt. Like, I would mark <laughs> the fuck out if he signs to AEW, him and Killer Cross. Yeah, um, you know, AEW, uh, not to cut you off, AEW is definitely letting people wrestle in other places if you work that into your contract, which I also like. You know, not everybody's exclusive to AEW. So, you know, guys, if y'all listening, hey, AEW is there. They're dishing out big bucks. And speaking yeah. of big bucks, uh, I know this is AEW, not uh, WWE, but I do want to hear your thoughts on CM Punk. Turning down massive money to go to AEW. What do you think about that? I don't even want to talk about it. Why'd you have to bring that up? I don't want to talk about this shit. <laughs> this shit pissed me off. Why nah, and it, listen, in, in, <laughs> it, all, it, in all seriousness, because I, I would like to see CM Punk end up somewhere where I know he's not going to get shitted on. You know what I'm saying? But... He didn't really he I know it's it's a WWE show, but it was made by Fox. It was a show created by Fox to yeah, have he signed to Fox, just for clarification for the people. Yeah, he is yeah, signed, he signed to, to Fox. Fox. He is not signed to a um to, to WWE. WWE. So and the, people who are and, reporting that they are wrong. He is signed to signed Fox. To Fox. But it but uh but it um so he signed to Fox. He's not signed with WWE, right? And I heard that he hasn't even he hasn't even met with Vince McMahon, so there there was no confirmation of them talking in any aspect as this is going on. Now this is what I was trying to tell Aria. I feel like he he just likes doing that stuff now. He he doesn't really care much for the in ring anymore. I, he just likes to talk. He likes to be heard. You know what I'm saying? Because if he goes into because let's think about it. CM Punk right now talk how he wants to talk, right? He doesn't want to be tied. He doesn't want to be tied down and not let his mouth loose on no homo shit. But you know what I'm saying? Like I do. CM Punk goes to WWE. He's gonna get restricted, and he's not a somebody that you tie down. You know what I'm saying? CM Punk is somebody that he likes to go out and say whatever the fuck he wants to say. You know, and it's going to be like, let's say he does sign with WWE, right? And he cuts a promo. It's going to be limited to what he wants to say. It's not, he can't say much stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I know pretty sure that, you know, it drove him crazy when he first started that he can't say certain things on how he really wanted to say it because he has to remember this is a 
family show. This is a kid's show. Them kids watch this stuff. Now, if he goes to AEW and he cuts a promo, he can say whatever the hell he wants to. We've seen it. We witnessed it. Definitely have. You know what I'm saying? Like we we've heard people say a lot of um uh hangman page with the cowboy cowboy, cowboy shit. shit. Started in uh, HOG, we was there. <laughs> yep. And then um then you know Chris Jericho calling Cody Rhodes the son of a bitch, bitch. You, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not yeah. dropping f bombs, you yeah, know, which they're not gonna do. Which they're not they gonna will do. They will go. The furthest they'll go is bitch, shit, and dick. They will and, not go. They will not go further than that. And it will only be probably a couple of bitches, maybe one shit and one dick. After that, the curse minimum has been lifted. I mean, the curse minimum, the curse minimum, they can't go over the four curse minimum. So they get about four curses a night. They better use them wisely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I think CM Punk just likes to be the man on the head, on the headset, on the mic, whatever they use in WWE backstage. And that I, that's where he feels most comfortable at. If you paid attention to past interviews, CM Punk says he's happy where he's at. Meaning that he's happy just doing that. You know what I'm saying? Sitting or standing and just talking. I don't think he really cares about the in-ring uh, performance anymore. You know what I'm saying? He's been there. He's done that. He's had an awesome career with WWE. He doesn't. He, the reason why he left is because they they keep giving like old time, old, like all these old pe- people, these veterans who wrestled for WWE years ago. And they're not letting the younger talent shine. And he's mentioned that numerous times. So if he comes yeah. in, if he comes in and he's doing what you know WWE wants him to do, like take the title from whoever and run with it, then he'll be a hypocrite. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to look like a hypocrite. And he wants to stand by what he said. You know what I'm saying? Like I like he he doesn't believe that. People who are vets who wrestled years ago should come in and take titles and outshine the younger talents. So I, I think, think about that. I think he's just perfectly happy just doing that, just sit, being the man behind the desk or standing up, however these people talk, with the microphone and just talk. That's it. Hmm. All right. I got. I got a lot of layers to get through, and I'm going to get through it really quick. I'm going to start off by saying I agree with you, Mr. Matos. I think CM Punk is happy where he is. I think he is happy on commentary. I think that's what he really wants to do now. I don't think he's quote-unquote done with wrestling because in an interview, they asked him recently, what will it take for you to come back to wrestling? Or to come back to WWE, he said a very big bag. And I'm sure Fox gave him a very big bag to go commentate next to Renee Young. Well, not even commentate, to go be a co-host on that show next to Renee Young. Mm-hmm. I do think, so I agree with you on that aspect. On the flip side, I do think that this is a Sting-Goldberg situation. Many, many times in WWE, people leave. On bad terms, time goes by, years go by, and then slowly but surely, 
something happens and they start inching their way back into the product. And then next thing you know, they have a match. A la Sting, who for years said I will never sign with WWE. Sting was at WrestleMania. Goldberg left on terrible terms. A lot of the wrestlers didn't like him because he didn't like to do certain things. He didn't really care about the business. He just wanted the money, blah, 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 blah. 2K put him on that video game. The next year, we saw him on TV. I think this is a similar situation. CM Punk, back in the day, he got shitted on. They gave him his, uh, they fired him on his wedding day on purpose, regardless of what they say. They treated him like shit in his world title run. Um, he was supposed to beat Triple H, but he was like, fuck that. I don't need to wrestle you. Like, I don't see no value in that. He left on terrible terms. Can we agree? Yes. So he left on as bad, as worse terms as anybody's ever left the company. He's left on those terms. That was seven years ago. Right? So right. here we are now, 2019. This is the 2K situation for Goldberg. Goldberg. They put him on. 2K hit, reached out to him. Let's put you on a video game. And 2K was the bridge between WWE and Goldberg. 2K was the bridge. Right now, Fox is the bridge between CM Punk and WWE. Is, it, is he going to come back and wrestle this year or next year? I don't know. But this will be the start and the catalyst that eventually gets him back in the ring for one match, two match, three matches. I don't know. But this is going to be the start. When we look back at it, this is we're going to say the Fox deal was the start of the talks between WWE and CM Punk. This cat is the last person. Well, let me ask you, Isaac. You name somebody right now that's not signed to a promotion that if they sign to a promotion, they can move the needle as far as ratings and popularity. Who's left that's not signed? Uh, <laughs> uh, there is only one answer, Isaac. CM Punk. That's it. There's no one else. True. There's no yeah, one there else. There is no one else. In wrestling right now, that's not signed to a promotion that will... That could you could honestly say this guy is gonna move the needle if this guy signs to WWE or if this guy signs to AEW, instantly they're gonna have a shitload of popularity. Maybe The Rock, but we know that's not gonna happen. We may, maybe John Cena, but we know that's not gonna happen. Those two guys are WWE for life. So anybody, it, it might have been Randy Orton, but even he's not. You know, he's if he would have left, it would have been a big deal. It would have been the talk of the town. But CM Punk is that guy because. Randy Orton is known in wrestling as a big-time star. CM Punk is a big-time star in the world, not just wrestling, not just for wrestling fans. CM Punk is a he's sort of a household name, if you really think about it. He's been on UFC. He's been on WWE. He's been, you know what I'm saying? He's been in a couple of movies. He's big in the comic book world. So CM Punk is known all over the place, and I think... We will see him back in the WWE ring, which makes me sad because the matches he could have had with Omega, Moxley, Jericho, mm -hmm. and Paige, and Pac, and Pentagon. Oh, my God. 
just take my money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The matches we could have seen. But we ain't seeing those. It's a wrap. Uh, I do think he will be back because what's going to happen is first he's going to be with Fox. Then Fox is going to – come on. You know WWE approved this, Isaac. You know that. Yeah. He wouldn't have signed with Fox if Fox didn't go to WWE and say, yo, we're looking at Punk. And the only reason why they reached out to Punk is because they had 50,000 views, 50,000 viewer rating for the first show. So they panicked because that is bad. 50,000 views for, for a show on live TV. Woo! That's not good. So they panicked and they said, we got to get CM Punk. So this week, if the show does really well, let's say they get 200,000 views. You don't think WWE is going to think business? Wow. CM Punk could raise 49,000 views to 20 to 200,000 views? Wow. What could he do if we put him in WrestleMania? What could he do if you put him on SmackDown? Reach out to him and see what it's going to cost to get him back in the ring. Come on, son. We already know where this is going. If that rating is big when he comes back, I give it a year, year and a half before we see him in the ring again. Easy. <laughs> I guess. Um, I hope not. Because I feel like this would be this would be a, a way for Vince McMahon just, just to shit all over him. Yeah, I can tell it in your voice. You sound depressed as hell about this. <laughs> no, I, I honestly, I, I don't care. Like, wherever he goes, if that's what he wants to do, that's what makes him happy, fine. He doesn't pay my bills. I don't worry about CM Punk. I like CM Punk. He will always be my, my favorite wrestler. But I can't worry about somebody that doesn't pay my bills. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't I don't worry mean about it me. in that aspect. I mean no, no, in, no. In I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Yes, I'm a fan. I'm always gonna be a CM Punk fan. But honestly, whatever he does with his life is his life. I really don't care. You know what I'm saying? Much, if he goes with WWE. All right, go ahead. I, I just hope that Vince McMahon gives you the respect that you deserve, and he doesn't shit all over your career when you come back, because Vince McMahon can be petty. That's and he's true. and he's he's an elephant that never forgets. He will remember the lawsuit. He will remember the 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 shit that you that you have like done. But you shit it all over the company. He's gonna remember that, and he's but gonna you know shit what? on on him, on him. I'm telling you, I see. But it. you know what though? If you bring in big business, he won't shit on them. Look at Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar sued the company before. And look at how they treat him. Goldberg, Goldberg was shitting on his company <laughs> for years. And they treated Goldberg really nice. If you do big business, Vince McMahon will forgive everything negative. The only thing Vince McMahon puts above his petty pettiness and ego is the dollar bill. And if you bring in dollars, fuck on the petty shit. He will put his... He will put his pettiness to the side if you're going to create big business for his company. We know that to be true. Look at, like I said, look at, look at uh, Brock Lesnar. That's a perfect example. Even though Brock Lesnar is a freak, you know, that's a perfect example. What the hell was that? Uh, that was me laying a big fart. No, nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> that was my wife trying to uh, 
get something, and she made a little bit of noise, but that's fine. Oh, okay. She walked out the room. She says she's sorry. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. But yeah, uh, very interesting. I want to get your take on something, Isaac. AE Dub wins and losses matter, right? Right. What do you think about these rankings? Uh, the ranking system that they have. I I have it in front of me right now. Uh, it's, I will stupid. Kind of, it's stupid. I will, it, oh, it's damn. stupid. Oh shit! Oh shit! Damn. Okay. Wait. Because <laughs> oh, I because I see where you're going with this. If, <laughs> if the win laws matter, oh my god! Why are some of these people who have great records out on the bottom? But see that now no, I'm wait, seeing. Wait, it. No, I wasn't going. Okay, go ahead. You go because I wasn't going that way. Go ahead. No, no, no. So then where so where were you going with this? I think it's tight. Okay, I like this. All right, let's go. Uh I was saying that I actually like it that I get to see people's records and the, the rankings. You see, when WWE did that ranking shit for like three, four weeks, it was stupid as hell. This actually makes sense. Cause you got the men's division, you got the top five in the men's division, top five in the women's, and top five in tag teams. And you really have, you could see, oh, this person should be next in line. That person should, you could really see it. Um, I can run it down for you real quick. This ain't going to take that long. Men's division, we got Pat, Cody, Hangman, Moxley, and Darby Allen. Um, those are the top five there. Uh, women's division, we got Britt Baker, Hiroko Shida. That was the lady I was talking about earlier with the kendo stick. She's awesome. We got Emi Sakuda. We got Nyla Rose, and we got Ali. Tag team division, we got the Lucha Bros, uh, Pride and Powerful, Young Bucks, Best Friends, love the Best Friends, and Dark Order. Those are the top five for the division. I actually like this, man. Now, they did say the records will reset because I heard Tony Khan talking in an interview like, listen, in football, we have seasons, right? So obviously, we're not going to have people 152 and 29. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was like, we're going to reset them every season. So I don't. he said, I don't know what the seasons are going to be uh, as of right now, but they will be every season. And then every season we will reset the records. And some people will have better seasons than others. So that lets me know off the bat that some people are going to be doing well. Like maybe this season, John Moxley is doing well. Next season, John Moxley is doing shitty. You know what I'm saying? So that gives other people the chance to rise to the top the way they do it. So I think it's going to be pretty interest, interesting and pretty dope. That's where I was going with. Like, I like the fact that they have that and they release it every week so people can see, oh, this person's going to be a number one contender soon. Or oh, these two people should be fighting for a number one contender spot. I just think it makes it a lot easier to fly by. Now, what you what do you think about it? And why does it seem like you hate it so much? Um. He hates it so much he has no work. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, I thought I, it was the I guess it's the the uh, the 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 ranking, and then you have people who have you know better records than most people, and they're like at the bottom. But then I'm, I was see, gonna, I'm not seeing that though. But I was gonna say was that I think they I think these rankings are just based off on their performance, on how well they're doing on TV. Um, and I guess they're not really following by, you know, that win-loss record. No, they are, though, because it says Pat, 4-1-1, one, one, 
No, they're just showing you the record, but that's not how they're ranking them. You see what I'm saying? If, if oh, I see what you're saying. Because yeah, yeah. Prime example, John Moxley's two zero and one, right? But he's ranked yeah. number four, and Cody Rhodes is three one and one, and he's and overall four and two, and he's ranked number two. Now, in all actuality, John Moxley is undefeated in singles competition. He should probably be ranked number one or number two. So I, I see what you're saying. And how is he ranked below Hangman? And Hangman is four and three. Yeah. So I, I I get what you're trying to say. Okay, I see. I see yeah. what you. So, but but these rankings make sense to me though. Like it's not like I'm not looking at these like I looked at the WWE rankings going. Man, this is fucking stupid. Why? Why? Yeah, because I'm not some, looking at cause, it because like because there, there's some people there that are, are are ranked higher than some, and their performances have been like shit. You know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like. Yeah, the rankings don't make sense at all whatsoever. But um do do does WWE show rankings for all? Hell no, not anymore. Remember so, they did it and then I think they did it earlier this year or last year, and then they stopped it because it was stupid. Fans thought it was but the way they did it was trash. Like this, I think actually makes sense. Uh, to me, okay. to me, I like yeah. it. I know you don't like it, but I, I to me, it, it makes sense to me. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess in 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 my eyes, I see, uh, I I don't see anything for it. But it, you know what? It is what it is. It's cool. Um, you you did uh, bring on one thing. Um, about the number one contendership. So I feel like, <clears throat> I guess it's it's good that they have the rankings. Um, I personally could care less about it because, <laughs> no, you, know, no, you. you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, so, uh, just to see who's going to be next up for that, for the championship match. I think that's good. Um, that you could see that, you know what I'm saying? Like Cody Rhodes is number, who's number one? Uh, right now? I think yeah. it was, hold on. If I'm not mistaken, it was Pac. In the men's division, it was Pac. Pac is number one, right? Yeah. So that means if Pac, you want Cody Rhodes, then Hangman, Moxley, and Darby Allen. So that means if he if Pac wants to, he could fucking issue a challenge to Chris Jericho for the heavyweight title. Yes. And then yes. yeah, and then Cody, if Cody wanted to, he could just fight Pac for that for that for that spot. You know, like. For Cody to be number two in that in that ranking, he could issue a challenge for Pac, and whoever wins could face Chris Jericho again for the for the, for the for the title. You know what I'm saying? Which makes sense. Yeah. Which makes sense. So. Yes. Yeah, I, I could I I I could see it. I don't care for it, but I could see it. Uh, why 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 it makes sense and why they have those power rankings and it's good because then you get to get to see it's like oh you know like. Pat can issue a challenge to Chris Jericho for the title. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's cool. It's good. You know what I'm saying? I don't care for it, but it's cool. All right. Much respect. Difference of opinion. I like that, but much respect. Uh, quick question. Uh, Marty Scarl, have you seen him wrestle? Not recently. Why? His contract is up very soon. 
I know. And you know, and you know, know. and you know, know, he used to be on being the elite before they made AEW, and then he, you know, yeah, his contract is up about six or seven months after everybody else's. So, Ring of Honor has a is he going to stay with Ring of Honor? You think, or he's going to go with the elite and AEW and get that prime time exposure? If Marty Tony, if, if 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 Tony Khan, uh, gives him an offer that he can't refuse. Yeah, that's right. I'm going with the Godfather preference reference here. If he could, if he could give him an offer that he can't refuse, I could see Marty Scroll in in AEW. But matter of fact, I've fucking dreamed this guy going into AEW because Marty Scroll is legit. He's the shit. <laughs> like I've seen this I dude love, perform. I love Marty Scroll, bro. And He's I can so see, <laughs> I can see him go in, and he brings with him the entire villain ep- enterprise. Yeah, <laughs> that would be dope. Oh because my what god! What he was doing, what he was doing in New Japan with him and Will Ospreay in that Super Junior division, and then remember he had the fight with Okada at All In. Yeah, and that 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 match was fucking great, bro. And I love Okada and I love, Marty Scurll is a savage, and he him savage, and MJF bro. on the mic, Ooh, bro. I, I, saw, <laughs> I saw I saw I saw him wrestle, I saw him wrestle Ring of Honor when they went when they went to Hammerstein. And um, I went there, you know, with Evelyn, my girlfriend, and we went, we got to see the show and I got to see him wrestle and I got to see the entire villain enterprise. Bro, these dudes are so fucking epic. They created their own titles. (laughs) They literally created their own titles. They said, you know what, Ring of Honor, fuck you, fuck your titles. We got our own. And it's got the you know the the Marty Scroll symbol right yeah. on the front belt, bro. I was I was like, yo, these dudes created their own title. That that's how over they are right now. They created their own titles, and I I, I love Marty Scroll. I you know if he if I hope that he does sign with AEW because I would like to see him on TV, and I would like to see him bring in the entire villain Enterprise because that would be amazing. For him to pop up, AEW, one week, and then maybe two, three months down the line, you fucking see the entire villain Enterprise pop up. Oh, oh, the big ass battle you can see with that in Inner Circle. Yeah, you don't understand what we could do with what. Wait, but did you catch what I just said? The biggest battle with villain Enterprise and Inner Circle. Bro, let that shit sink in, bro. Let that shit sink in. I'm telling you. Bro, I'm telling you, the fact that his contract is almost up, if he goes to AEW, bro, oh, my God, you don't understand. He could, You can insert him wherever Mm -hmm. and get great matches and get great promos. That's just another star that they added, like because Marty Scurll is gonna get over, especially with that crowd, and to put him on TV to where millions of people will be able to see him instead of him being in Ring of Honor or you know New Japan and not a lot of people know for him to get mainstream exposure like that, ooh, he's gonna get over like a mug, man. And for the I and for the people that so. and for the people that do know him. Oh my God! Do you know that roof will blown right the fuck off wherever they at? And he debuts there, 
for AEW, the crowd will go crazy and the crowd will pop. Bro, he would get such a big pop and AEW is not even funny. Because I know people have heard of Marty Scroll. I'm on social media like every day. I've seen people talk about Marty Scroll. You know what I'm saying? Like they know this guy. They know what he's capable of. And if he does sign with AEW, which the one thing that I like about AEW is when they sign somebody, they keep it on a hush because yeah. they want to surprise the audience. And I like that. You know what I'm saying? I like that because you, what, bro? So many rumors of, of of you know when when um, LAX left Impact, they nobody knew where they were going to sign to. There was rumors of, of of them, you know, meeting with you know WWE. Rumors of them meeting with AEW, and when they popped up, and I think it was at All Out, bro, you was there at the bar. <laughs> Everybody went ape shit, bro, including myself. You know, I was screaming my ass off. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, fucking hell, yeah. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I was fucking ecstatic. And for same shit's gonna happen with Marty Squirrel. I already see it. And people, people are not even gonna stress about CM Punk signing with with WWE or you know whatever the case. They're gonna be like CM Punk who. Marty Scroll will be the most talked about talent in all over social media. Yeah, I, I hope he does go. Uh, real quick, what about the revival? Have you seen them at NXT? Bro, bro, what do, think, what do you think that? What do you think the revival going to AEW will do to that tag team division? I mean, they already have the best tag team division in wrestling. Bro, they 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 could start their feud with with the fucking Young Bucks cuz remember the Young Bucks were saying fuck the revival? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, they could start their feud with that shit and they could cut the biggest promo and talk about how they were saying fuck the revival. You know what I'm saying? Bro, matter of fact, handcuffed. those guys were handcuffed on the main roster. And NXT, listen, for anybody listening, if you want to see how good the revival is, watch Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa versus the revival and 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 NXT Takeover. It was maybe 2015 or 2016. Watch the matches that those guys had and watch how great they were when they're not handcuffed. And then think about what they could do with the young bucks. Bro, when 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 they um when they first debuted because I you know I was never really watching NXT but when they first debuted at the main roster and they first came out I not gonna lie to you they reminded me of a modern day version of the Steiner brothers exactly that's it and that's the exact thing I was about to say when you finish they're like an old school they're like a classic old school tag team but with like like that's their wrestling style, but the stories, like they're classic bad guy old school tag teams. They don't need to. They don't need to do the flippity flippity flip shit. They don't need to do none of that. Their wrestling style is classic old school, and it's like rough you up. I, I, it's just I love it. I love their style because I love to see that style versus like a high flying style, like uh like a DIY or like Young Bucks. Like the contrast and styles is great, and you are you're able to tell such good stories. I would even love to see them versus versus the Lucha Bros. I think they'll have kick ass matches as well, yeah, just yeah. because they know ring psychology really really well. Yeah, and that's fact, what they, I'm kind. Of, you no, know, 
Uh, I'm kind of glad you brought that up because I screenshotted their um their Instagram posts and um let me see if I yeah here it goes so uh that, that's not it so Scott Dawson uh posted up a picture of him with his two his two girls which I think is his wife and his daughter and um. He says, rarely do I ever post about my family, but I haven't been home with my girls consistently for more than two days in three months time. These are the times you realize money really isn't everything. Do what you love and what makes you happy. That's the plan. Dash Wilder comments on that post and says, screw the money. Let's be happy. Hmm. I'm going to let that sit there. Let that sink in. Because this is exactly what I was trying to tell Alex. Yes, I know everybody has family. And you know what I'm saying? And people want to make money because of their family. But when you, that's the shit that I respect. When you could put your family over money. Because let's, let's, let's be realistic. When you die, your money ain't going to go with you. No, it's not. You know what I'm saying? No, it's not. And you not. can always meet your loved ones on the other side. Because they will go with you. But your man, your money is not going to go with you nowhere. All these materialistic things are not going to go with you anywhere. But your family, your family will go with you wherever you go. And they will see you on that other side, bro. I respect that from, from, from Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson. I respect that because that, that's exactly what I like to see when you could put money over when you could put your family over money and i'm pretty sure he probably has spoken to his wife and be like listen honey i'm thinking about leaving and going somewhere where i know that i can get that free time to be with you and our little girl and i'm pretty sure she's like honey do what you feel like you have to do. I will support you in any way possible. If you want to leave, I'll support you. If you want to go somewhere else, I'll support you. Do what makes you happy. Mm. Much respect to that. I look at it. I ain't going to lie. I look at it in similar ways. I look at somebody like John Moxley who was already a star and he was like, I didn't even look at the offer from WWE because I didn't even want that to influence my decision. That guy was going to get big money wherever he went. He could have stayed in WWE, but he's like, I cannot express myself. I want to create, I want to create this character and I cannot do it because they're handcuffing me and I need to leave. I don't necessarily want to leave, but I need to leave because creatively I'm not free. And it's not about money for him. It wasn't about money for CM Punk. It wasn't about money for guys like that, the revival. These guys are going to get the money. They could probably go to the indies and be at home more and get almost as much money as they were probably making. They could probably make a good living without the big WWE contract. And then maybe they won't get the millions and millions, but they can make a good living and be at home more and not be on the road 300 days a year. So it's like... What do you value more? Do you value that security, but you're going to be miserable because 
you just collecting a paycheck and you're just drifting? Or do you value your creative freedom and you can still make money? Tony Khan is still signing big checks. Let's not get it twisted. He's still giving out big money. It may not be like if WWE is giving out 10 million, Tony Khan, he could give that out too. And he could probably give it out for less dates. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just to be real. So what do you what do you value? Do you value money or do you value and security, which is you're not wrong. I tell Alex that. Or do you value your creative freedom? And you're not wrong. It depends. You know, if you could get creative freedom and still get a nice chunk of change, do that. Because mm-hmm. at least you'll be at least you'll feel free and you'll be fulfilled. Exactly. What, what good is having ten million dollars if you're miserable every day? And then you yep. gotta bring that shit home. Like uh what's the cat that said that a couple weeks ago? That just signed the five year deal? We just talked about him. I don't remember. Hawkins? No, not Hawkins. Mike Canellas. There you go. Oh yeah. Same thing. I'm about to have a baby. Let's well, I'm about to have another baby. Let's sign this five-year deal. Six months later, you're miserable as fuck. Mm-hmm. The paycheck is great, but you're miserable. You're so miserable, you know, this is public knowledge. He put this on Twitter. You go home and, you know, your family notices that you're not happy. And you're bringing that unhappy energy into your household. Mm-hmm. But you got the big check. Was it worth it? As you can see, no. Everybody has to ask themselves that. So people got to think about what they want before they want it. I I say all that to say the revival in AEW, I hope they run for the fucking hills. Are they going to get jobbed out on their way out? Absolutely. WWE is going to shit on these guys. Mm -hmm. But once they pop up in AEW, let the games begin. I hope they leave. Bro, I've... Since we're on the whole subject, um, there's a possibility you know, the, the revival might leave. Only, what's his name? Only Larkin just requested for his release. On top, Sinkar just requested his release as well. It's it's obviously it's obvious the money's good, but they're not happy. Not at you know all. what I'm saying? Then, then they're not. It's obviously like WWE is is so much different now from when we grew up watching. Because back then, you wanted to wrestle for WWE. There was so much opportunities there with WWE that you you grew up wanting to wrestle for WWE. You didn't care about any other promotion. You wanted to wrestle for WWE. But now you're seeing these guys who are actually with WWE, who signed with WWE, making huge money, but they're not happy because they're not getting the opportunity that they once dreamt of getting when they used to watch WWE. You know what I'm saying? I do. So it's like, now what do you do? You request it for your release, but there's no there's no chance of, of them ever letting you go. Because Vince McMahon is scared that you're going to run to AEW. And they ain't letting nobody go right now. You'd be a fool to ask for your release right now. Until that contract is over. And matter of fact, I'm hearing rumors that uh, Kyrie Sane might leave WWE. Really? But they're showcasing her a lot. Why would she leave? 
I don't know. Maybe there's there's things behind closed doors that we don't know. You know Very what I'm true. saying? So she's probably she's probably not happy herself. She's getting all this this uh, TV time, but she's still not happy. So, which is is very weird to me, but I, I respect I, it because I think that she's she's not a woman's champion. That's what it is. They only got her for the women's tag team, but they never had her for a woman's champion yet, and she wants that title. Because let's face it, you don't go into a wrestling promotion just to be a fucking mid carter. You go into a wrestling promotion because you've always dreamt of being a champion. And if you don't see that you're getting that opportunity, you're going to want to leave and go somewhere where you will get that opportunity. Oh, man, that's why I like NXT so much, man, because NXT, people that were in NXT, they were just, yo, it was just different, man, before they went live. And NXT was just the place to go to just see creative freedom and wrestling like it should be. And then you go to the main roster, these people get huge pops and nobody does shit with them. Even Adam Cole, bro. Adam Cole went to the main roster uh, in whatever town in Nashville. I forgot what town it was at. And, you know, we did, uh, you know, Adam Cole, baby, and hardly anybody said any goddamn thing. I was just like, what? But that's because the main roster is, like, trash. Like, we get one or two good things per year, but for the most part, 90% of what they do for 12 months out of every year is garbage. And then accidentally, we get one or two great storylines for the whole year. Maybe maybe two, if we're lucky. And then that's it. But in NXT, everything is great. Just about. Just about everything. It's not perfect. Let's not get it twisted. But everything is great or good. But you don't have that same feeling watching NXT as you do watching the main roster. Like, you are a perfect example. I was talking about NXT for mad months. You finally started watching it. You don't know what's going on. But when we get on the podcast, you're like, yo, bro, NXT is fire. You don't even know what the storylines are. <laughs> but yet you watch the main roster and you see the storylines and they're all shit. Yep. And you watch that religiously every week. It's crazy, bro. Oh, man. Listen, if you're not happy in WWE, I wouldn't even request my release. Because if you request your release, then they're going to be like, oh, then they're going to start doing petty shit to you because you request your release. Don't go public with it. If you want to leave WWE, your contract is coming up in six months or less. Don't go public. Don't do that. Be a good sport. Do your job. You signed the contract. Fulfill that contract. But just know, count down the days, suck it up, do your time, and just know when they hand you that envelope of that new contract, because you got 60 days left on your contract and they want you to resign for five years, politely tell them no and keep it moving. But if you request your release. That's that's what fucking John Moxley did. He waited till his contract was out. He didn't resign with them. His contract came up, and he left. That's it. That's all they, you have to do. And they had that man losing it. They was about to have him losing to Nia Jax. They were shitting on him going out the door. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But imagine if he asked for his release with, with 12 months left on his contract. They would have been shitting on him for 12 months, making, yep. him, look, making him look pathetic. 
Why would you want to mess up your career because WWE is going to be petty? Mm-hmm. All you got to do is just say, listen, go about your business. Do what they ask you to do. Once they come to you with 90 days left, 60 days left, tell them no. At least you're going to get shit. You're going to get shitted on for 60 days or you want to get shitted on for six to nine months because you want to ask for your release early. You already signed the contract, but don't go public. Just sit there. Be quiet because he they're not releasing anybody. So it doesn't even make sense to put yourself in that position. It's not going to happen. But if you're unhappy, man, you need to leave. A-Dub, like Cody Cody said, is the Ellis Island over there. If you think you have star power, get your butt up and go do something in A-E-W. Or get your butt up and go prove yourself on the independence so that when you go to A-E-Dub or you go to New Japan or Ring of Honor or Impact or whatever, you come to the table and say, yo, look what I've been doing. Yep. Look at look at my body of work. Pay me. And let me show you what I could do. Yep. That's it. Oh, that was a nice little tangent at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man. What else you got, bro? You got anything else or are we wrapping this up? You got uh, something else? No, I think that's it. We could wrap this up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is all that we have. For this uh, AEW news, um, man, I'm, I've been out of it for so long. I kind of forget how to close this shit out now. It's um, all right, bro. We we, we <laughs> going rock it with you. Let's close this out right. All right. So you can listen to us on all platforms: SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and pretty soon. Pandora. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. I have submitted our podcast into Pandora. Um, just waiting for them to review it. I heard it takes about four to six weeks. So I'll let you guys know in about a month, month and a half. And yeah, pretty soon we'll be on Pandora as well. Um, and you can follow us on all social media as well as the podcast. Everything will be in the description. So please pay attention to that and follow us. Let everybody know that we are here doing this for you guys. And for those that do listen, thank you very much. We really do appreciate it. Um, I know that it's, you know, sometimes it's a tough listen because it could be too long, but we're trying to do our best to make this as entertaining as possible so that you guys won't feel so bored listening to us talk. Um, But thank you for giving us a chance and share and let everybody know that about us and now we're out here doing this for you guys because we definitely not doing it for ourselves <laughs> but um so yeah thank you and from me from ray sean telling you to have a wonderful and safe sunday enjoy the week yes sir until next time peace peace